Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Buy the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports our mission and our work. But special shout out to the students from Buy the Hood University as well as the youth from the Buy the Hood Ownership Camp. I got my partner in Crown Core with me as always. Core, what's up, good brother? What's really good, man? Every, every day above ground is a good day, so let's go get it. Yes, sir. And everyone knows that our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are putting out positive energy, doing great work in the community. We got a returning guest, man. We got our brother on, man. This is our brother. You know, we actually um one of our business partners from our MDC strategy group. And for those who don't know what the MDC strategy is, you can go to MDCstrategy.com. That is our private membership group where we talk about all things in terms of black wealth and building wealth. But we got our partner in crime on. You know, we got to have Spoon back in the building. Spoon, what's up, good brother? What's going on, fellas? How y'all been? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. We want to get a quick talk with you, man. One of the things we've been doing over the last several weeks is like, you know, bringing our folks on to talk about what's going on in these markets, man, as people are navigating um, the, the investment world. They're looking at their 401k accounts going crazy. IRAs <laughs> going down crazy. Um, you know, and we want to talk to the folks that are in these markets on a daily basis to see what their perspective is and also to help our folks get prepared for what's what's coming up, right? That's one of the bigger conversations. 2023 is upon us, man. So first and foremost, how are you seeing these markets right now, Spoon? Um, I'm looking at all of this as opportunity. You know, okay. uh, I think we got comfortable with being at the highs. And now that we're seeing this volatility, everybody's starting to panic and want to get out the markets. But this is the worst time to do that is to get out the markets. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for the people that had to ride this wave down. But, you know, the foresight to see it with the interest rates and things of that nature going up, you kind of could see the market will see volatility. And that's where we're at with it. But to get out right now, I think is a mistake. Yeah. And one of the things I want to um, preface this conversation with, for those that don't know, um, and Spoon has been on the platform before and told his whole story, but, um, you know, I, I've known Spoon damn near his whole life, right? Spoon has been trading for a long time at this point. So Spoon isn't one of these guys who just got into the market over the last couple of years when it became popular to do so. Like me and Spoon have had trading talk conversations over a decade ago where he was already, you know, um, putting his foot in the water, uh, even probably even longer than that. Like how long you've, have you been at it though, Spoon? Investing and trading. Uh about 18 years, 19. Yeah, so he, yeah, Spoon yeah. is an OG. You know, I know I know he looks young over there, but he's an OG, man. Yeah. He's been, <laughs> he been putting in work a long time. And I, I preface that to say that, and, and I think it's important to bring that up, is because you've seen some dark days, right? <laughs> you've seen some dark days in the market. You because a lot of people have just gotten into trading and investing maybe over the last three to five years. And they haven't seen some of the things that you've seen. So with your experience, how has that prepared you for what's going on now? I think uh biggest lesson I learned was going through these phases and going through these crashes. I was quick to jump out or just 
wasn't active enough with trading, mm -hmm. um, I would just hold off or put my accounts on pause. Um, gotcha. So then I would wait to get back in the market. But that was a huge mistake because I missed a big portion of the accumulation phase. And we're going into accumulation phase, whereas though, um, I know everybody know me for option trading, but when I say accumulation phase, I mean buying hard shares of your favorite companies. Mm -hmm. And when I say your favorite companies, you really should be looking at the top companies in the world to be buying, like those premium, premium companies like Apple, your Microsoft, your Googles of the world, whereas though the fundamentals of those companies just make sense to buy. Mm -hmm. Like you got a company with the fundamentals, like even that question, you know, I wouldn't even touch them because you're going to have better opportunities to put your money in these premium companies that you're not going to have in the next four to five years. Because the at the end of the day, the companies that got money and they got money mm -hmm. on the books, things of that nature, they're going to still prosper. Yeah, yeah they, the whole economy is going to slow down these companies are going to slow down. But at the end of the day, they're going to come out as winners. And we've seen that in the financial crisis. I know y'all can testify to this, whereas the, like the smaller banks, the banks that had, um, and the brokerages that had uh, a lot of debt that went out of business. You've seen other banks, the bigger banks that had strong balance sheets come in and buy them up for pennies on the dollars. That's the old adage, right? Big yeah. bank, big little bank. <laughs> so when that happened, you know, a lot of us panic taking our money out of the market, but we should have been mm -hmm. looking for opportunities to say, hey, jump in, because this is what the wealth is built at. This is what the real money is built at. And I'm glad you said that about the hard shares. And I do want to um, add this to the conversation. Anything we say on this episode is for educational and informational purposes only. This is, you know, this is not investment advice. We are not your financial advisors. I do want to say that because we're probably going to talk about specific companies. And what you said was interesting about those stronger companies that we know are going to be there, right? Um, and, and one of the things that about being in this space of someone who's trading and investing on a daily basis is it's always a constant learning thing, right? So um, you never know it all. I don't care how long you've been doing it. It could be, uh, you know, it could be 18 years. It could be 38 years. I've been in this, this game a long time, but I'm still learning things about myself in terms of like um, investing and trading. One of the things I've come to grips with recently, though, Core, um, is and I've said this in the past, right? That cash is a position, right? But I still struggle with just stacking cash in my brokerage because when you become an investor, you want to put your money to work for you all the time, right? I have a hard time sitting on cash, yo. I just really do. And um yeah, right? because the opportunities just get better and better because everything is starting to, you know, people and things are starting to fall apart. And so it's hard to sit on cash when the opportunities just keep getting better. It is, but I gotta work on that though. I definitely gotta work on that though. I gotta have the discipline because what will happen is, you know, the spoon just said one of these amazing companies will go on like a complete sale, and I'm still able to acquire some, but not as much as I would like because I'm always in motion, right? So that's something that I'm working on now personally. Um, spoon, how do you do when it comes to that? Like just being able to sit on cash to make moves. Well, the biggest thing with me is um my discipline comes from dollar cost averaging in. Yeah. So when the fundamentals meet the price point, I'm not just dumping, you know, 20, 30,000 in that, mm -hmm. that mark. I might be dollar cost averaging in a thousand, two thousand at a time. Mm -hmm. But as the price is dropping on some of these things. So, you know, I'm lowering, lowering my buying point. 
Um, so that helps keep me disciplined, you know, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Just that thesis of dollar cost average and then at when we're at these lows and at these premium prices. Yeah. You know, that that helps out a lot with that. Yeah. One of the things that I recognize is um that and again, this this is me personally, right? Everybody has to do what works for them. I have to remove my money from the cash portion of my brokerage account in order to sit on cash, right? I literally got to separate it and go put it in a whole other account. And that's something that I realized, like, that's the only way I can, like, stack cash, right? I can't have it right there because if it is, I'm going to bust a move. Like, I can't help it. Like, I'm just an investor. I'm going to always try to bust moves, right? But um, so with 2023 coming up, though, Spoon, how do you see, like, um, the market uh, going into this next year? I still think we're going to be at lows. Um, I still think we're not at the bottom of this cycle. Um, I still think the Fed is not done raising rates. And long as the rates are being raised, the market is going to go lower. But once they say, hey, we're going to slow down on raising rates, I mean, not necessarily uh, bring the rates back down, but just to say, hey, well, we're going to slow down and balance this out. Mm -hmm. um, the market is going to continue to go down. But we all know, like, the market, especially pricing in the market, is uh, kind of foreshadowing. They they always looking like a year or two out. Mm -hmm. So my thing is you don't want to be late to the party because by the time they say, hey, we're in a recession or, hey, we're in a crisis, pretty much by the time you see it on the news, we're going to be coming up out of it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to yeah. be missing that opportunity to accumulate. So that's why I think it's important to get the thesis or the concept of dollar cost averaging in as we go down. Gotcha. So we already a lot of our good companies are already 20 30 percent off the highs so that's 20 30 percent that's a 20 30 percent sell yeah. on some of your favorite companies so you know if you was loving tesla at five six hundred you got to be loving it at 200 or below you mm -hmm. know if if you was loving that company at those price points you know yeah. we're looking at a 50 percent discount on a company that you allegedly love at 500 dollars when mm -hmm. it was trading there so you you had to look at it. <laughs> you know you just got to know like you know if you love it you know and that's to people that would say they love it and they did their homework and they knew the fundamentals of the company Man, listen one of our partners loved tesla to death yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I mean and, and he does all the research so i can't yeah. you know so I, i'm not gonna fight with him about it but you know it's i wouldn't wrong with it. yeah, yeah i know he does the research yeah. I just don't. I my research doesn't come up with the same results that his did. Yeah, so there's okay. nothing wrong with loving it. I, I don't have a problem with you loving that company or loving or having yeah, any company, any company. But what I'm saying, you know, my point is, if you're loving it at five and six hundred dollars, you gotta still be loving it at two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know absolutely because the thing is, like, un unless something fundamentally changed with the company, right? If nothing fundamentally changed with the company, you got to look at it as it being on sale, right? No, exactly. and Claire, that's a great point, though, right? Because you know, um, you're talking about I know which one of our partners you're talking about, and, and you absolutely hate Tesla, he loves it, but I, I appreciate both of you guys' perspective, and that's a great thing about investing, too, right? Is you don't have to be in everything, and you no. don't have to love everything, and you don't have it's okay to miss bread, right? And that's one of the things you learn from experience, too, when you see everybody like you know, um, making money, everything ain't for everybody, man, right. You know what I mean? Um, Spoon, I do have to ask you this, right? So in our um, MDC strategy, and, and what I want to do is I'll put that at the bottom of the screen for the people watching the video that, um, you know, if you're watching the video, listen to audio, 
you know, go watch the video too and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel or the Facebook page, but it's mdcstrategy.com. I'll put it at the bottom. So um, in our MDC strategy private group, you teach classes about a lot of things options-based, right? You taught classes on the Greeks. Um, one of your most recent classes is on cover calls. So you're known for someone who uses different strategies, not just open calls or puts, uh, cover calls, spreads, and things of that nature. Um, are you doing more of that these days or, or less of that? Like what are, what are some of the strategies you're currently running in the market to generate income? Um, I'm doing more cover calls than anything as far as a lot of my strategies. Okay. What I am waiting for, you know, I don't want to put, put it out there like that, but I am, I don't think we're at the bottom. So I'm waiting to accumulate some bigger positions when I believe we're at uh, the bottom in the market. Yeah. And once we get there, I will accumulate more bigger positions. And as y'all all know, I would employ the cover call position from there. Gotcha. So, um, but that's one of, I think the cover call strategy is one of the easiest strategies to learn. And it's one of the easiest ways to create passive income while you're in some of these positions and waiting, you know, for the bounce back. So Man. it helps out tremendously, especially if you accumulate hard shares also, not just on the option side. I was sitting um, talking to someone and they showed me their account. And they had a bunch of Google. They were making, they were averaging like 600 bucks a week just running cover calls on Google. Now, no. the, the way they were doing it, they were doing it like two weeks, three weeks out, but they had a number, they had a couple hundred shares. And I was sitting there like, damn, that's like, you know, literally when you think about it in the context of rental property and they're printing off $600 a week just on those cover calls. I'm like, man, that's crazy. That's like a, a second job for some folks. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's a very powerful strategy. And by the way, um, Spoon, I don't know why I, I didn't even tell you this, right? So, you know, I've been running cover calls on DraftKings for like a year and a half now. Someone finally got my shares, man. They snatched them up off me. Um, <laughs> well, you can't say it was a loss, you know. No, 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 it wasn't at all. It wasn't all. But the thing is, usually what I'll do is I'll run the, the opposite side and then, like, you know, on the wheel. I didn't do that this time, though, because I'm trying to build a bigger position in the company that actually, um, you know, I'll be I'll be transparent again. It's not investment advice. I'm trying to build a bigger position in Square to use those to run cover calls because the premiums are better. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with that being said, so the cover call is a big one that you're running now. Are you still doing spreads at all right now? Not so many. Not not so much spreads because, okay. I, like I said, I'm I still do my trading with the MDC. That's basically mm -hmm. my short term trades when I'm trading within the MDC and with you guys. I, outside of that, I'm strictly focused on accumulate in more shares of these companies that I really like. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm picking up your strategy right now. Carano, you're picking up what he's saying, right? I'm, he's, I'm, I'm, buying, he's, he's buying hard shares as the market goes down. He's, he's, he's DCN in the hard shares with the, with the goal of accumulating enough. So then when everything turns around, he's going to be running a cover calls like a maniac. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So, and I'm, I, I want all number one companies. Like I, I don't want the second and third company in a space. So, mm. I'm transparent, I'm transparent mostly with you guys. So within the tech space, it's going to be Apple, Microsoft, the Apple, one. Microsoft, Google, and NVIDIA. Those are mm -hmm. the only companies I'm interested in the tech space. Uh, and the industrial space, I, already, I always talk about this company. 3M. It's 3M, always. Yeah, I, knew it. I knew it. That's it. That's right. Yep, that's my baby on top of the dividend that they pay. I love 3M as a company. Now, they, as far as they, they books, it's not as sharp, but they're not a tech company, so I don't expect them to be as sharp. Mm -hmm. um, 
Another big sector that I really, really like is the bonds. The bonds are at, at, at the lows that we we haven't seen bonds at lows like this in years. And listen, if the bonds go to zero, we got more things to worry about than yeah. my money, your money, this, this is true. Pen, anything. Like we're talking about the bond market. So the bonds are at the lows. So I'm I'm looking at accumulating positions in TLT. You know, that's okay. I'll get, ready, I'll get ready to ask you that because you might be the first person in like four years of us doing this to actually say anything positive about a bond. So, so you're the specific one you're talking about is TLT, TLT. right? Yep, TLT. Okay, so Corey, you got any thoughts on that, good brother? I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, TLT is not at the lows because it was at the lows months ago. That joint been actually picking up steam as the Fed been raising the rates. Is actually been picking up steam, so um, I don't know. I mean, I know that it's a good position to have. I just don't know if we at the bottom of that, John. I think we still got space um, to go down because once he stopped raising the rates, I think that's going to slow down a little bit. What kind of dividend is TLT pay? I don't know. I'm not sure. If they pay anything, it's going to be light. Um, I, I'm not picking it up for the dividend. Okay. Um, I think the last time I checked it, like two percent or, or okay, maybe so it's, not, it's not. It's not much. Okay. Yeah, it's right. not much. So, um, it's that's not a hedging position, though. Yeah. So, the bonds are, are are back down. When I say the lows, maybe over the last five years, lows. That's where they at. Like I. Trading. Yeah. Anytime TLT goes under a hundred dollars, you talking about like five year lows. I think last time I checked it, we was at ninety between ninety seven and ninety five dollars, somewhere around about. So I think I bought my last few shares at a hundred dollars. I'm looking now. It's about ninety five bucks right now. Yeah. So I got another trying around there also. So, but yeah, as far as the bonds, you haven't seen the bonds this lows in years. So that's another market I'm interested in as far as the bond market. That's interesting though. That's interesting overall, like uh, to hear you talk uh, glowingly about bonds because folks be hating on bonds, <laughs> but you know, it shows how you're building an overall portfolio, right? That that kind of protects yourself um, with everything going on. All right, man. So Corey, you got any questions for the brother? Why you got him here, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, using your strategy, do you take the money that you make from your cover calls and then reinvest it into more um, of, the, of the hard shares? Or do you keep it as cash to hold for, um, you know, a, a, a different position? How do you how do you use the money that you make from the um, Good question? Right now, I'm using the cover call, the, the capital that I'm bringing in from there, basically looking at the redeploy it into hard shares okay so um and that's always dependent on price points like i'm always like i said i'm looking to average down okay so that's that's kind of how i've been doing it corey okay and, is your um, long, go ahead corey no i was no. I was building on that question is your long-term goal to just like strictly just be a cover call like just to run cover calls <laughs> uh i'm not gonna say it was a goal but it's working so i'm not going I'm not going to change, right? right. You doing what the market is? I got you. I got you. Yeah. So I I never imagined, you know, when I first got in 
and really learning like complicated strategies, it was really like almost wanting to learn everything. Yeah. But then I dumbed it down where it's like, yo, what's really, really working? So and one of the positions that's really working and has been consistently working has been the cover call positions. And that's what I really, really like doing. Um, and as the way, I, as you know, the way I teach it and the way I do it is almost like you don't have to watch it half of the time. Yeah. So that, that to me is a stress reliever also. And, and for those that aren't in the MDC, like, first of all, get in the MDC because it's, it's definitely worth the uh, value. But one of the things I like about the way Spoon teaches it, because Spoon helped me get my cover call game straight. And I see a lot of people that don't teach this. And like now that I fully understand how to run the play, it's kind of confusing, right? When Spoon talks about only run cover calls on things that you want to hold long term. Because I see a lot of people out there going to buy specific things for cover calls just based on what they think the perceived premium is or how cheap they feel like they can get 100 shares. Yeah. And like when you do the math and you, and you, and you like work that out, that never works out. But if it's something you want to hold long-term, it kind of changes the whole dynamic of that strategy. Yeah. So I always look at the cover call position and the way I do it is that I want to own that company for years to come. Right. So I'm looking at the company from a price point aspect and more importantly, the fundamental aspect because I'm not looking to hold it for six months to a year. You know, these are companies I really want to hold, you know, some of them five to 10 years out. So when I'm, when I'm looking at that type of strategy, I, I want to own, I actually want to own that company. So it's not just a trade for me it's an investment. I will look at it as more of an investment side of things. Got you. And Court, what's your other question you had, good brother? Oh, I was saying, so, uh, how often do you, because I was running the strategy and I ended up losing my shares a gang of times because <laughs> the market just kept taking off, right? Like the market just kept shooting off on me and I just kept losing my shares. I was making money in the process, but my I just kept losing my shares to, um, yeah, to, uh, you know, the, to the market taking off. So, we, we, um, you know, What's your strategy not to lose your hard shares and lose that appreciation over time? Um, well, the simplest way is just to buy back the call you sold, but you're going to take an L when you do it that way. Definitely going to take an L. Um, the other strategy is, well, if you know technical analysis and you know technical score, you just sell your call contract when we when we go up on one of these runs like the, the market was up like 300 points today i will probably step in and sell my calls today you know while we're up because i know we're going to have a pullback you know something, yeah. I, I sell them on the green days and um you know i, I sell off my deltas so yep. i'm looking at delta when i'm selling my calls no you. for sure so, i still you know again the market took a we was on a historic run though, you know what I mean? So maybe I just got caught because we was in a historic run. But well, it was it was chaos. Yeah, but the good thing is if the market went on a run, as long as you didn't buy the call contract you sold back, you made profit. Oh, you I know? didn't lose any money. Yeah, I just so didn't make as know, much money, money as I possibly could because yeah. my shares kept getting sick. Like I, I was buying oil companies at seven, ten. Twelve dollars and them oil companies worth a hundred bucks now. 
Yeah. And you know, I end up losing those companies at $45, $50. So I made a, a grip of money on the way up. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't make the full look at what you would have made if you just held yeah. the hard shares. Just held yeah. the hard shares. Yeah, I, I would end you. up, you know what I mean, making more money just holding the hard shares. Yeah, I got I you. mean, because I had three and four hundred of these, you know what I mean. I was buying them at six and seven, you know, six yeah. seven hundred dollars a pop. Yeah, so you know what I mean, like so you know, for me, just you know, I just wanted to know how you was navigating that, you know. Yeah, it's it's just the strategy behind it. Like, um, I like to see these things run up. Like, um, let's say if I see a five percent run up in the underlying stock, then I'll that's the day that you're ready to. Yeah, to that's the day I'm gonna go ahead sell my call way out of the money mm -hmm. and just, just go ahead from there. Um, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna collect that premium. And I'm gonna be good. Yeah. Um, See, That's I didn't know nothing about rolling out the, the 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 thing. I didn't know nothing about that at the time I was doing the strategy. You know, you you put me on to rolling it out further and all of that stuff. But at the time, you know, I was a novice. I was just like, yeah. I'm just going to take this money and run. Yeah, you know what I mean. But all right, so let me, strategies. So let me ask you this question, right? If someone is coming to you today and they're like, "Spoon, I want to get started investing," right? In this turbulent market and everything going on. What is your advice to someone who's starting right now today that's listening to this and was like, look, I, I haven't even got started. Some of the stuff over my head with the cover calls. I just want to get in the game. What advice do you give to that person? I would tell them probably buy um, probably buy an ETF in a sector that you really like. Um, you know, obviously tech has taken a beating. So I wouldn't step into a sector that's up like um, right now. Like, I guess... Like Corey said, like the, um, the oil stocks are up and everything. So I kind of wouldn't step in that space. I would step into the space that's on sale. So like mm -hmm. tech, tech and the financials are, are kind of on sale right now. And I would probably buy ETF and just dollar cost average into that ETF. Got you. And what do you tell someone that's panicking, <clears throat> excuse me, someone that's panicking right now that's watching their retirement accounts go down and they're like, Spoon, I'm about to get out the market altogether. I'm about to just run. I can't deal with this. What advice do you give to them? I would double down. I, I I actually up my 403 bay. Mm. I up I upped it because it's accumulating. Like I'm getting more shares for less now than what I was getting last year or two years before, especially in retirement accounts, because yeah. you're not even looking to touch my money for years on coming. So, you know, I will be looking to accumulate more right now. Now, unless you're about to retire, then I would tell you to pump the brakes because you're about to walk away. It sucks to take a. If you retire this year and you took a thirty percent hit on your retirement account, that hurts. Yeah, you might have so, to stay another year. Maybe stay yeah. there a couple of years. Exactly. Um, Corey, Corey, that's how you know someone who's like bought in completely with the market. My man said, "I'm up in everything." Yeah, you know I mean everything going down this yeah. way. He's up I'm running the bag up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Spoon, man. So listen, man. I, I'm, I'm thank you for coming on and having this conversation with us, man. Like you know, um. You're one of the minds that we respect when it comes to this market. We learn from you. We, you know, we share information with each other. And I just wanted to uh, have you come on and talk to our audience about how you see the market. Because, you know, the questions that we get on a day in and day out basis, um, you probably help answer some of those questions about strategies they can use, how they should be looking at the market, should they be doubling down. So just want to say thanks, man. We appreciate you for your time, good brother. Uh, thank you for having me again, Jeff.
Absolutely. You know, you'll be back on, you know, soon, soon when the market turn back around, man, and talk, talk, uh, you know, some of these other strategies, okay, some of the so. stuff, you was, some of the stuff you were telling me about before we came on, man, like Spoon always got new game, man. So, you know, he's always putting this down with uh, different ways to like uh, tackle these markets, man. Yes. We're not going to yeah, talk about so. it. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going we to oh, talk, no. we oh, talk about no. that up here though. Um, <laughs> Cole, you got any last words, good brother? Nah, man, just, you know, he's, he's been investing, you know, he didn't see multiple market cycles, so you know, listen to the man. Absolutely, and for our audience out there, I'll make sure to put uh, Spoon's social media uh, contact in the description. He won't be on there like that anyway, but I'll put it out there nonetheless. Like my man Spoon is like a ghost, man. He just out here getting his bread and staying low, man. But it is what it is, man. So if you do want to see Spoon, though, come to the MDC, man. He's there every Sunday. So for those who don't know about the MDC, again, that's our private membership group. Um, we have a class every Sunday where we talk about the markets. We actually show our um, positions of what we're going to uh, invest in the upcoming week. Like we're very transparent to those in our private group. And again, anything we say on here is for educational informational purposes only. This is not investment advice, but, you know, come join us on a Sunday as we talk about, uh, you know, what we're doing in the um, upcoming market, you know, and, and build with us. Right. We have cover call classes. We have over 300 classes already recorded. You have access to plus our live classes. Right, it's when we gotta get with you anyway on the doing a part two of the cover call. Um, I yeah. think you know do some spread or whatever it is, but we're gonna you know get with you on that as well. So to our audience out there, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much you keep. Game elevates. Listen, we'll see you guys in our next episode.